All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be have, to have on John Andrew Entwistle, who's the founder of Wander. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Everything's going well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. Super excited because I've obviously I've known about Wander for I don't I don't know exactly when you launched. We're about to find out, but I feel like a year, year and a half, something like that. And to yep. watch the growth of the brand and what you're doing is super, super gnarly. So I think to start us off to catch our listeners up with us, what are you working on? What is Wander? Yeah, so Wander's kind of a unique company. Um, effectively, what we're trying to do is verticalize the short-term rental space. So that's everything from the booking platform to the property management to the underlying assets themselves. And the big idea is when you can verticalize a fragmented space like this, you can provide a really radically better experience for travelers. So walk us through what, you know, just on a, on a basic high level, if someone wanted to stay in a wander or at least become a customer of your, your product or your experience, what would their experience be like? Can you kind of walk us through that experience for them? Yeah, absolutely. So the the first thing you'll notice when you download the, the Wander app, as opposed to any other type of booking platform, is that all of the offerings are um, are really exceptional and, and unique, right? These are houses that are perched on a 180-foot cliff or on the beach or uh, modern homes in the desert. And from there, I think everything really kind of continues to that to that end right so on the property pages you have tours and videos you have detailed informations floor plans all that sort of cool stuff and when you go and select your dates and, and go to book a stay at one of these properties that experience continues right you have 24 7 concierge to help you with any travel that you need you arrive at the property you can unlock the front door with your phone unlock the tesla in the garage set the temperature of your eight sleep and all those consistencies across the homes are available at every single home. So it's really a hospitality brand that's sort of entering into the market of, of short-term rentals and trying to provide that, that consistency along with this collision of, of bits and atoms and trying to integrate the software experience into the physical experience as much as possible. And I have a, a a few questions around the experience, but before we get there, I just want to start with uh, or the next question being like, how'd you get the idea? I mean, you're you're the founder of this company, you willed it into existence, but where did this idea come from? Um, and what gave you the ambition to go as big as you're going? Yeah, so I had uh, I just stepped down from my my previous company uh, early 2021, and I knew that I wanted to start another company. I wasn't sure what it was going to be or what it was going to look like. So I ended up renting this cabin out in Colorado to get away, think about the world, sort of a you know midlife crisis at 23. And um, and yeah, the the idea for, for Wander really came because when I was there, place didn't look like the photos. Beds were uncomfortable, internet was bad. And the opportunity to verticalize and create this far better guest experience just seemed... Um, I don't want to say obvious, but just so exciting and all of the things that you could build within the idea space and how underserved the market was generally. And so, yeah, ended up starting the company shortly thereafter. Um, was fortunate that a bunch of folks from uh, from my previous company were, were very keen on working with and investing with us again. So we raised our seed that was led by Redpoint and a bunch of different angels and, and yeah, got to 
got to work. And like, I'm curious to to learn a little more about the, the ambition that you have for the for the company. Like when you talk about it on Twitter, and when you just see you see just the website, the way that you're positioning it. This is not a small endeavor. Like you, you I, th- I think you're trying to quite literally take take over the the world in this industry. I guess no, I'm curious, where does that in itself come from? Like, like, why do you, why do you want to, you know, raise another, you know, venture back company and do the whole thing again? Well, you probably could have done it without venture. Like, why go big again? Where does that ambition come from? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's um, it's interesting, right? Um, because it's really a psychological question in terms of like, why are you so insane? Uh, that this is just like <laughs> that you choose to do it again when you don't have to. Um, you know, I realized a long time ago as a kid, um, just how how uh, the inevitabilities of life, right? And one of those inevitabilities is that it's going to come to an end. And I decided pretty early that I wanted to have as large and as positive of an impact as I possibly could before I died. <clears throat> and when you look at okay, how can you do so? You know, we're a capitalistic society and the way the way that you do it is you build, you build a company, right? You provide a return to your shareholders, you provide an opportunity and a vision and a mission for your team, and you provide a product that hopefully, you know, helps that, helps that end goal. And so, you know, I really think that ultimately that's the, that's the motivation for me is uh, just having as, as large of an impact as possible and as interesting of a life as possible. And um, yeah, seeing, seeing what my story looks like before I die. So I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. So let's go a little bit more into how you decide to open up locations. So, so for people listening, like you didn't start off with, I mean, how many do you have now? Like 10, something like that. You start off with like three. I remember because I was like a, on, the, on the founding list where I paid $100. I got a sweatshirt and all that good stuff. But now you have like 10 and I'm assuming in a year you're going to have more than than that, right? So how do you mm-hmm. decide um, to where, how do you decide where to open up a new wander? And is that a very, you know, hard decision? Is it more just gut feeling like, oh, that place sounds cool. Let's go there. What What goes into that decision? Yeah. So everything is, everything is data-based. Um, so we have these, these massive collections of short-term rental data that we analyze and effectively create a heat map across the United States of which regions have the highest occupancy, lowest seasonality, best rental rates, and really what are the most profitable regions to operate in. And then we sort of look at that against where are the population centers? Because our general thesis is that if you have a wander within three hours of 90% of people, you become culturally relevant to a huge portion of the population while still having relatively few locations. And so that's why we often get, you know, wander feels and seems so much bigger than it is, is, is really because of that dynamic. I mean, we were, we were nationwide when we had four locations, right? Immediately went from West to East coast. And that's sort of our big growth hack in terms of being relevant to the consumer, because at the end of the day, the consumer just wants to go to these incredible vacation destinations and this idea that, hey, is is there a wander near there? Yes. Is it available is like the next question. And that's really what I'm excited for after we sort of conquer being relevant to so many people is you know, for a lot of people, it's not available on the dates that they want. And then that's really where you go from, let's say, 50, 60 locations to, you know, hundreds and thousands. And do you see yourself as a 
in the same realm as Airbnb or like hotels or something different? Like who, what world are you entering? Um, or are you creating kind of a new world from your perspective? Yeah. So the short answer is, is that we're creating a little bit of a new world in the sense of direct competitors, right? So you obviously have indirect and direct competitors. Direct competitors would be, you know, who are the people who are playing directly in the lane that you're in? So who's going and creating this branded portfolio, this managed experience, and then this investable product around all of it. You know, we're kind of are in our own world, a little bit unique in that category. The way that I like to look at things is really what is the what is the choice that the customer is making? Who are your indirect competitors? And you know, in that case, if someone is going to go and book a wonderful vacation home, really they're either going to end up opening up Wander or they're going to open up Airbnb or, or VRBO. And so, you know, with that being said, you can kind of you know think about okay, if this company is ultimately successful, you know what does it look like in three, four, five years? And I think that when you start to think about our current strategy and then where we can expand into, that's where things I think get really, really exciting. So we'll just have you keep talking there. What, where, what, what you're willing to share or able to share, where, where do you see, let's see, call it like sh- maybe short to midterm, like where do you see Wander going in the next one to two to three years are the things you're able to share about strategy or where you might, where, or where you might be headed or what you might look like in a few years. Yeah. So I can't, I can't share too much on the strategy front. That's like a totally. lesson I've learned a long time ago is never to, uh, never, never to share strategy. Um, I can share the, I can share the obvious things though. Right. Sure. So, um, you know, we will we will expand nationwide this year and plant our first international location this year as well. Um, obviously expanding through Canada, Mexico, and Europe is going to be really important to us and becoming culturally relevant to not just hundreds of millions of people, but billions of people across, across the globe and, and kind of having that ambition. You're also going to see us continue to scale our partnerships and experiences and the distribution that we have with our guests. We have a few really exciting partnerships that we're underway with right now and, and something that, you know, hopefully we end up landing this month. And if we can, then um, yeah, Wander will be even more accessible to even more people, which will be great. And then from there, really, you have to look at the idea space to get a sense of where is this company going to go, right? We are very ambitious. Everything we're building allows us to iterate incredibly quickly and be very opinionated on the ecosystem as a whole, from driving demand to the way that users book, to the actual properties themselves, to the financials of it. And so what you're going to end up seeing is us really expand across all of those different pillars from you know, the booking platform to the property management software to the actual sort of fintech powering, powering the behind the scenes. Awesome. And then one more, I think maybe potentially an obvious question, but something that I'm curious about is one of the things when you first launched, you know, a year ago, when did you launch? Uh, I feel like I can't, launched... was it about a year ago or when, when was it? Yeah. So we founded the company in May um may of 2021 um we actually allowed bookings january 2nd right it was the uh, right i remember the you the new year and yeah they're 100 percent. well a big part of what you're doing is um it's obviously is like the whole strategy or a part of it for you but you like own the places like you don't it's not like airbnb where 
where you rent you rent out you have lost control like you you own these places was this a uh an obvious decision for you like on day one like obviously we're gonna own them or or was it something that you kind of figured out over time that that was the only way to accomplish the vision that you have yeah so when when starting the company and this is sort of advice i give to any founder really what you want to do is try and kill the idea on paper and be as thoughtful as you can about the future and so what that results in, of course, is like a little bit of a slower start. You spend the first month ideating and making sure you're not wrong. But what it leads to is a pretty clear vision of what the next, you know, one, two, three, four, five years look like. And so for us, I knew that it was going to be crucial to really create a mode around, around, the, around the business and not just a technological mode, but a strategic mode. And that's the beautiful thing when you look at Wander is that someone could replicate absolutely everything that we do, but they will never have our properties. And it's the same kind of idea, let's say with Apple, for example, right? Like someone can mirror Apple all the way down, but at the end of the day, they're not gonna have this ecosystem that they've created. They're not gonna have the hardware or the software or iMessage or whatever that looks like. And so creating that strategic mode early, I thought was really important. It's a little bit of a backwards approach. Most startups, kind of start with like, okay, what is the easiest, most scalable business I can start off with and then work backwards into a moat. But for us, I recognize that moat was really going to be everything in this business, especially with so many competitors. So yeah, it just sort of was clear, clear to me that, that having control and, and owning it end to end was, was going to be critical. I can relate to to that heavily with Seed Scout, like being thoughtful in the beginning. So when you're a big company, you actually can be defensible versus just like someone nicking, you know, nipping at your heels. Well, anyways, for yeah. to round up the last last couple of questions, um, what is like the the big vision here? If you were to look out, not one, two, three years, but like ten years, it's... twenty years, like a whole the whole thing, you know, what's that world look like? Of course, of what you're willing to share, and like what wh- how does Wander impact like the average consumer that wants to, you know live and travel and and do more with their life yeah the the big idea is really to create the infrastructure to experience the world um i i firmly believe that um it's almost like we have just enough time in our lives to see like most most of the world right like if you think about like how long would it take me to see every country to experience all these different places it's like wow it's like i have just enough just enough time And when you look at the travel industry overall, it's so fragmented. It's so non-consumer friendly. It's just, it's so broken in so many ways. And I think it's begging for a consistent brand to come in and basically put its stamp of approval and infrastructure in place, whether it's physical infrastructure or, you know, digital infrastructure, loyalty, all these different things that kind of can come together to, to create a extremely wonderful and cohesive travel experience. And so that's what I would say you will see from Wander if we are ultimately successful is that you're not you're not just able to go and stay at a Wander property, let's say in Africa, right, which would be obviously wonderful, but you can go, you can book your flights, you can experience nearby restaurants, you could go and stay at, let's say, a Wander partner hotel, for example, and really create this web of um of curated and wonderful places for people to go and to stay and experience while having this cohesive and thoughtful and customer first brand around the entire thing. So that's really what you'll see from us is we're certainly, um, 
we're certainly not afraid of expansion. And as you can tell from the business model, we're not, not afraid of hard work. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the, for the future. It does sound very exciting, but the thing is like, in order to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? Like it takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring right now? Raising money, looking for customers, partnerships, like how can we assist here over at forward thinking founders? Yeah. I mean, I would say like, um, just like positive, positive vibes, right? It's like, you know, go follow along on the journey where we're at Wander on everything and then wander.com. So uh, any love and support, obviously, um, product feedback. And of course, too, if, obviously, if you book a property, any feedback you have there, though, our customer experience is um, pretty, pretty high. So we feel pretty confident there. But, um, but yeah, really just, um, yeah, cheering us on. We'll, uh, we'll take we'll take all the supporters we can. 100%. And for my last question is if someone wanted to connect with you online or the brand Wander, how can they find you? Do you have a website, social media, email address? How can someone get in touch? Yeah. So for the company, it's wander.com and at Wander on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and everything else. And then for me personally, it's just uh, at J and Twistle on Twitter. You can just type in John Andrew and Twistle. I, I think I'm the only one of those. So. Cool. Well, so good to have you on the podcast and very excited about Wander. So thanks for coming on and looking forward to watching the journey happen. Oh, totally my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.